Hey, welcome everybody to Hope Anchors. I'm Sean. And I'm Johnny. And together we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. Hebrews 6.19 says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Alrighty. Hey, welcome back everybody to uh, Hope Anchors. Today I don't have a... A series that we're introducing, kind of just doing a... Um, one message, a one, one-off. Yep, one message, one only. We did finish our last series, I Am, looking at the seven statements of I Am in, a, in the Gospel of John. Um, but today, uh, we're going to talk about what we just, what Johnny's talked about this last Sunday. And uh, Johnny, go ahead. Let's yeah, go. so uh, just to... Preview, uh, we will be starting a new series in a couple of weeks based off of uh, one of my favorite books by Henry Blackaby called Experiencing God. And we're going to dive into that whole experience because, you know, God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to uh, grow deeper with us in a relationship with us. You know, we ended the I Am series uh, talking about the fact that that he appeals not only to our heads, you know, when he was at uh, challenge Thomas. Hey, you know, I know you got your doubts. I know you got your questions, you know, it's okay. Uh, and so he speaks to our minds and, and it wants to give us that proof, but he also speaks to our hearts and that, you know, there was an invitation at the, at the end of uh, the gospel of John, Jesus inviting his disciples to have breakfast with him. But, um, you know, so Henry Blackaby talks about the fact that God wants us to experience him He's still speaking, and so there's a way in which we can listen to him, and and he's still acting. He's still uh, involved and wants us to be involved with him and what he is doing in this world. But between these two series, we wanted to do uh, one message and one message alone. It what's what's neat is that this message, which is called "Even If," came out of a conversation that I was having with our. Uh, we've got a, a number of small groups at Hope Church here in Indianapolis. And uh, one of the guys groups I was with were actually both the guys groups are going through, yeah. we're going through the, the book of Daniel. And so the, the one that I was involved in, we got kind of stuck on two words. So this comes out of Daniel chapter three, verses 17 through 18. And just to give you some context, you've got these guys, these friends of Daniel who are being challenged by leadership within uh, this area to to bow down to an idol. And because they wouldn't do that, they're, the warning is that they're going to be cast into this fiery furnace. And, you know, now they're, they're at this moment, they're actually speaking to the king himself. And he's there. They said, listen, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, so it was those two words, even if he says, even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. And these, these three fully believed that God could save them, that God could rescue them. You know, uh, maybe you've had times in your life where you just absolutely feel that you got rescued from, uh, maybe it was a car wreck, you know, either you saw something happen in front of you and you were able to uh, get around that, whatever it might be. So, you know, they knew full well that God could save them, but even if he didn't, even if they were going to go through some excruciatingly rough times, that they were not going to compromise their standards. And so we just started talking as a group of guys. We're like, you know, you know, we just started thinking about the different 
places in scripture or even the different people that have exemplified even if. You know, I've got a, a friend of mine at Hope where uh, he uh, lost his wife to cancer. Uh, we've got a, a family that not only where, you know, she lost her husband, but then also lost her daughter. You know, we've got um, uh, a friend of mine who, you know, this was her experience. She, she lost her dad. She lost her sister. And you would look at those circumstances and go, you know what? Why didn't God rescue them? Why didn't God save them? And and yet, they're, you know, even when something like this happened, they still hold on to their faith in Jesus. Now, I'm not saying, and, and they've actually fully admitted that they went through some really tough times and they, they had their questions, they had their doubts, they had, you know, people around them that wouldn't allow them to give up and quit. And I think for each of us, for Sean, for myself, that we've been in different situations where whether it was the the loss of my parents' marriage uh, or the loss of my dad at the age of 55 to leukemia, where, you know, it's like, oh, I don't understand this. And it, it could be that one of the reasons why you're maybe even doubting your faith right now is because of some of the tough times that you're going through. What we really wanted to do with this is just to encourage you that even when things don't work out the way that you want them to, or even if God doesn't answer your prayers in the way that you would want to, um, what are you going to do in terms of your own relationship with God? And as as we go through this episode, um, when you talked about this whole message and you sent me your notes on it, and I just kept contemplating, even if, and I was thinking about my own life, in where I am today and where I was five, six, ten years ago, this even if something happens, am, is my faith still going to be there? And it drew me back to um, our third series that we did together down here called On This Rock, uh, Letters from Peter. And it was really about how his foundation, we talked about the foundation that your your life is built on. And you know, being built on Jesus and you can withstand a lot of this. But even as you were just going through your introduction, which you're talking about, not that I wasn't listening, but (laughs) something really struck me and it was like, wait a minute, there is something that I remember reading in here in our very first series about the book of Matthew that really strikes me on somebody that we have seen and talked about, a person that we love, a character in the Bible, one of his disciples that uh, was in ministry with Jesus during his three years and right before he Jesus's death in Matthew chapter 26 Jesus talks about how everybody will scatter and Peter says he declares in verse 33 Peter declared even if <laughs> everyone else deserts you I will never desert you hmm. and Jesus tells him yes you will yeah you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. Yeah. Even if we can say these statements, we can make these statements of, you know what? Doesn't matter. Even if this is going to happen, I, I I will never change my faith. I will always until it actually happens to you. So when we see this reading in Daniel about these three guys, how strong was their faith in God that God will either protect them or their and their or their faith is so strong that they say even if he doesn't I will not bow down to any other god. Mm-hmm. I mean your faith is going to be rocked at some point in time 
in your life here on this earth, your faith is going to be rocked. Something's going to happen to you that's going to really make you question what's happening. In this statement of even if, I know we kind of use this as a bargaining chip. Uh, I've heard people tell stories and the last time they really prayed was somebody was passing away or something was, they were in the middle of a storm and it was, God, get me through this and I will do this for you. Yeah, God, if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. We'll start bargaining. And here, these people were like, it's not a barger. We're just going to say, you know what, even if, no matter what, I'm not bowing down to anybody else because I'm serving my God and my God alone. Mm Mm-hmm. So this reminds me of this magazine that we go that that we talked about and that I've subscribed to Voice of the Martyr. If you read those articles and you read these stories, these are the people that truly live out mm-hmm. even if. Yeah. And they are put in some horrendous situations and their faith is so solid that they don't back down to anything. Yeah. Even if. For myself, I can sit here and say, "Oh, even if" I'm just like Peter. Even if I will not leave you, I will not uh, disown you. I will stick by your side. But until it actually happens, hmm. I mean, so go back to on this rock and how your foundation is, how solid is it, and how high, how hard have you been working on your relationship with God? You'll be able to live this even if out. Yeah, and it, it, it's obviously not not easy. And what you go through, maybe even what you're going through right now, uh, it almost feels impossible to get through it. I was looking at some of the other biblical examples of people that went through some really rough times. And Paul, he was talking to his friends in Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27. And he was just talking about how he had been flogged, how he had been exposed to death, how five times he had received from the Jews. So here here you've got this guy who used to persecute followers of Jesus, and now he's being persecuted. But he said five times uh, he had, he calls it the, the 40 lashes minus one. It was, it was thought to, it was believed that if you received 40 lashes from um, this kind of punishment that you would die. So they would just bring you to the point of death. And he was brought to the point of death five times. He said three times he was beaten with rods. Uh, other times he was being stoned. He's, he was shipwrecked three times. I, I think it, it's almost kind of like one of those uh, those TV mysteries where, was it Agatha Christie that would show up? or Oh, uh, Murder, she wrote. <laughs> Murder, she wrote, where it's like, you know, you, you don't want to have her show up. You, you, I, I used to hear stories. I don't, I don't know if you ever watched this TV show, uh, Touched by an Angel. But oh, yes. The, yes. But Michael, the, uh, Michael Landon. The, well, there, then there was, oh. there was a man that was... Um, I, no, the Death Angel. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was the actor that played the the angel of death that, you know, when he would show up on an airplane, <laughs> he would hear people's gasps. And <laughs> I thought it would make him laugh. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I don't know where in the world I was going with that. Uh, well, ah. Even if. Even if. Even if he showed up. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, he talked about, Paul was talking about the fact that, you know, he... Uh, he was in constant danger. Uh, he would get robbed. He was in danger from his fellow countrymen, in, in you know, in danger from those from other nations, um, and just constantly feeling like he was at the end of his ropes. And and yet he would continue. You know, he said, "Listen, I 
I'm going to, I'm just going to continue even if I'm going through all these tough times. He was just, he was just one of those examples of someone who, whose life, I mean, on the outside, you're like, oh my word, I would never want that kind of life and never go through that kind of pain and that kind of torture. And yet Paul welcomed it and continued to serve God, even when he went through times like these. And I, I think a reason or um, one of the things that he experienced was the strength that God provides even in weak, in his weaknesses. So, you know, he, he listed all of what he had gone through in 2 Corinthians 11. But in 2 Corinthians 12, he says, in order to keep, and this is 7 through 11, I'm sorry, 7 through 10, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. I mean, how many of us have been going through something and we've pleaded with God more than three times? But I, for, for some reason, it, would, it only took three times as he was asking God to take whatever he had. No, you know, pe- people comment on what this could be, some, maybe some kind of physical ailment, could be something he was going through mentally, emotionally, whatever it might be. But, you know, three times he asked God to take whatever he was going through away, but he got this answer. He says, well, God tells him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why for Christ's sake, I delight my weaknesses. That's just so foreign to me. Mm -hmm. I delight my weaknesses. I delight in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. Why? Well, Paul had this experience. He says, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. He saw and he experienced firsthand that when he was going through, whether it was his own personal weaknesses or because of what he was going through at the hands of someone else, that when he was weak, he just experienced the strength that God provided him. Yeah. And, and you know, Paul's such a great example of this, even if, because uh, we can go even further on into uh, Philippians chapter 1, uh, verse 20, where Paul writes, uh, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. But for me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say even if, but he says, but if I live, I can do more, I can be more fruitful uh, work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. So it's even if or but if. I mean, here he is. He's he's got that same contemplation, where we all know that if we die for Christ, what a glory, glorious beginning that will be for us. Mm-hmm. But sounds like him that I know. <laughs> even even if I don't die, though, I have work to do here. Yeah. And so, which is better? Yeah. Which is better? And 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 that's something we have to understand, though. Even if you are to remain here on Earth, even if. You have to change jobs. Even if things are different, you are still to bring glory to God in that new venture. Mm. It's to bring glory to God even if you are doing something you don't want to do. The even if is not for your own glory. That even if is to bring glory to God no matter what happens. No, and 
when you are able through God's strength to continue on, even when you're experiencing what you're experiencing, or even if God hasn't answered your prayers the way that you want to, the example that you are to other people where maybe they're tempted to give up on their own faith or, or maybe even give up on their own uh, marriage, give up on their own family, give up at work, whatever it might be. It could be that the example you provide helps someone else continue on. They, you know, we end each of these episodes with, you know, don't give up, you know, keep looking up, you know, uh, but it could be that because of your example in those even if times that you actually are the reason why somebody else doesn't give up oh. on God or on somebody else or even on themselves, man, so many times you know, we just want to give up on ourselves when we, you know, maybe we keep giving into different weaknesses. It's like, I'm never going to get over this. But it could be that because you, through God's strength, continue even if and even when that you end up providing uh, the strength for someone else who's tempted to give up and quit. Yeah. And you know what? We need to acknowledge these times when we are weak, uh, when we're going through things, because I know we're going to talk about, um, you know, you do mention a little bit about mental aspects and things and, and some of the things that even I'm going through currently, it doesn't make sense to me. It is very confusing and I don't understand why things are happening and, uh, you know, and it's more mental than anything else. And, and I am seeking help and it's kind of interesting because it's like, well, what's going to happen? What if I tell people what's going to happen or what is happening to me? And I talk about this and, uh, and what I'm finding out is the, even if I do tell them, it's okay. Even if they don't respond the way that I kind of hope that people would respond, it's okay. Mm. And the even if for me is not so much, I have to stop worrying about the what other people think because it still goes back to my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And even if I fail, God loves me. And that's the most important thing to understand and, and you say this a couple of times. I've heard you say this in, in a few of your messages. God doesn't love me because I'm lovable. Mm. He loves me because he's loving. Yeah. And even if I do some of the most horrific things in this world, God still loves me. Even if I fall, even if I commit a sin, even if I just do wrong, God loves me. Yeah. God forgives me. God's merciful on me. And it matters where my heart is. It matters that I love God. It matters that I work on my relationship with him because that's what allows me to continue on in life even if I fail. Mm-hmm. And I think these are things that are very important to understand that God loves me not because I'm lovable, but because he's loving. And I think that may be one of the reasons why People continue to trust him even if, love him even if, praise him even if, keep going even if. And it's because they have this deep-seated belief that God loves and that what what you're going through is not because God is displeased in you, uh, but that God is walking with you through these times to to strengthen you. And, you know, I, I just remember something that James said that, you know, hey, if you lack wisdom, uh, you know, regarding anything, just ask God and he, he'll give generally, generously to all. Uh, but I, I, you know, I do want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, these times can be very confusing, 
that when you're, especially when you're going through a physical pain or, or you're watching somebody else go through physical pain, it feels like forever. It's like, okay, when am I going to get an answer to this? You know, it's, it, it can sometimes feel lonely. Uh, and I think a reason why it can feel lonely is sometimes we feel like we are the only ones who are mm. going through what we're going through. And I just, I take comfort in what Paul says in first Corinthians ten thirteen that there is no temptation. And just by way of reminder that that word temptation can mean test or trial. So, you know, there is no temptation, test or trial that comes upon us, which isn't common to all of us. You know, we, it's common to all of us. And I, I don't think we believe that what we're going through is common, that, that everybody, people may not be going through what you're going through exactly. But there are other people who are going through tough times. There are people who are maybe even going through tougher times. But the tough time that you're going through, maybe it, it feels like it's the toughest thing that anybody is ever going through. But I think realizing that um, you're not alone in this, that that God is walking with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise in Scripture. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you know that most often quoted command in Scripture, do not fear, it's usually always attached to the promise that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so just take some comfort knowing that God is there with you and that there are other people that would walk alongside with you if you were to open up about, you know, what you're going through. Even us. Absolute, absolutely. Reach out to us. Reach out to us. I mean, our email address. Even if it begins with us. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Our, our email address. Hopeanchors154 at gmail.com. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I, I know it's hard and it's hard to admit certain things. I, I love what C.S. Lewis said in The Problem of Pain. He says, mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain, but it is more common and also more hard to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden. It's easier to say my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. Yeah, yeah this is so true. So please know that you don't have to go through what you're going through alone. No. And it could be that, you know, you being able to see God being there for you comes as a result of somebody else being there for you. And sometimes we don't realize the strength that um, that we may have when we have when we're with somebody else, mm-hmm. when we're going through something so bad. But when we go with somebody else, how strong we really can be. The, I, I've seen a couple that just had in one year period, their their son committed suicide, and then they had a grandchild that was murdered. Mm-hmm. All within a like a six month period, they were so full, but their foundation was so solid. They led the service uh, of their granddaughter's uh, funeral, and it was so touching, so moving. How it was like, even if the most horrific thing happens to me. I will still profess my faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it was so awe-inspiring to see that and to watch them go through that. And you wonder, how? How can you do this? I'm serious when I tell you, no matter where you are in your walk, your faith will be rocked. Mm-hmm. It will be rocked to your core. And that's when you're going to realize what is my foundation built on? Mm-hmm. And even if, even if this happens, I have faith that I can sustain it. Yeah. And I think this is where this message of even if take a hard look in your life 
and bring people around you that's there to support you, that's there to lift you up, that you can wrap your arms around, chain link each other to, to where even if you have a band of Christ brothers and sisters around you that can sustain anything. And I think that is a very important thing to understand is that you cannot do this alone. Yeah. The more you have around you, the stronger you are. So even if think about that, even if, and we've always encouraged this, make sure that you find a, a group of Jesus followers to get together with, whether you've got a local church or whether it's a small group of people or a house church, whatever it might be. Uh, if it starts with us, awesome. Uh, you know, you, you can always reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a part of a local congregation here in Indiana, Facebook or Instagram at Hope Church Indy. Um, but uh, I just, I do want to encourage you to find a, a, a local group of Jesus followers that you can get together with and and be a support to them. They can be a support to you as well. You know, we just, we do want to thank you for listening to us. Uh, We love the fact that you are listening to us. And, you know, the Apostle Paul, this one who used to be the persecutor and was persecuted, said in Romans 15, 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance, that ability to never give up and quit, that ability taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And that is truly, truly, truly our purpose is to give you something to anchor your hope to. So please don't give up. Keep looking up and keep hope alive.